Virgin, baby. L.A. lady. Seems just for the band. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's more than enough. Thank you so much. Oh, Jackie, that was great. So, Carlito. Manny. We have another show, and we have a very special guest at the end of the table. At, at the very end of the <laughs> table. The table. <laughs> so, we have Jackie Shagan. Yeah, that's it. Well, ja- in Canada, yeah. And in where else would it be? Well, it's a town in the Netherlands. Oh. So we actually went to visit, and they didn't know what we were saying. When you're there, you pronounce it ska. <laughs> <laughs> we like being uh, worldly on this show, right? so that's really good. But we'll stick with Shaggin. Yeah, it's a little easier. Well, well, Manny gave me the look. He's like, be good. <laughs> no, no, behave, behave, right? We're trying to be a little more professional. So today we're actually going to talk about kitchens and bathrooms, and we're going to get your perspective and you designing and dealing with clients and dealing with us. Contractors. Contractors. So we, we've got a lot to talk about. But before we get the show going, I think we have to thank somebody. We've got to do a shout out to Mark Skylux. Of course, every always, single time. Thank you very much for letting us use Skylux Studios. And believing in the construction life. Thank you, Mark, very much. But now we get into the show and we, we got this little thing called, what are we talking about? We had a nice, cool name for Cold Book. And we got Green No, book. no, we got, we got that. What do you want to do for history, for factual history? <laughs> So a little history about kitchens. I want to ask Jackie, when do you think the first kitchen was invented? Ooh, but how do you define that? Well, I guess when you actually start cooking indoors and actually have a space for prepping and cooking. Am I allowed to play? Of course you are. Excellent. When do you think it was? When the kitchen started and when the first stove. Up until then, everybody was cooking outside. Yeah, history was not my thing. So I'm going to say sometime in the 1700s. Why? You're not too far regarding mm. the stove. So 1735 was the first stove. And uh, that was from a French designer, Francois Suvivire. He's the one that first came up with the metal <laughs> stove. And, uh, but then Benjamin Franklin in 1742 designed a stove from coal. And that's where it got started there. Wow. But regarding the kitchen... 1802, and guess by whom? The Italians. The Germans. Oh, it was the Germans. It was a German inventor. The love their kitchens. Yeah, Frederick Albert Winson. He prepared the first food in history cooked with gas. Wow. That's what he did. And then uh, I'm trying to figure out there's a little bit more information here. Then they switched over to uh, gas from coal in 1834 because Benjamin Franklin did it in 1742. Coal first. And then 1834 was gas. And then they switched over to electric in the 1920s and 30s. Wow. That's how we got the electric oven. Wicked. So that was a little bit of history with Manny, (laughs) Manny, Manny. (laughs) (laughs) Now back over to Jackie and so how do we find you first of all yeah I've got a website at JackieShaganDesign.ca Instagram JackieShaganDesign Facebook JackieShaganDesign the nice thing about having a unique name I'm very easy to find it's true I was about to say that's a lot of shagging but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's an approachable name. I like it. It's cool. It's very, very cool. So that's how we get a hold of you. So now it's, it's your show. We want to hear how you got into this crazy business. Obviously, you're a lot younger than we are. We're getting up there in age. Mm. Hey, I will mm. take the compliments as long as they come. <laughs> take them. Trust me. <laughs> Over to you, Jackie. 
So I've always been super interested in design ever since I was a kid. I think it runs in our blood. My grandfather and his brother, they owned a development company and they built a lot of the small town that they live in in southwestern Ontario. Skipped a generation. My dad worked in framing for a while, but then actually now my brother is a master electrician and I ended up in the design end. I really wanted to be an architect. Physics? No. Like, just not <laughs> I about love it. it. Not a, like, and no. You just, don't need the physics. That's what you need the engineer buddy for. Well, I married one of those instead. Oh, he's so an engineer. He is. Look at that marriage. We have arguments about where the structure is in our house on the daily because we actually haven't opened the walls. But it's... That's <laughs> it's going to get to that point, that's I guess. That's a whole other thing. You're going to start doing <laughs> discovery holes and try to figure out who's right or wrong. Oh, yeah. Like, that could end the marriage right there. <laughs> I don't think so. No. no. <laughs> nice. That'll be a renovation right there. Very likely. Someone's going to have bragging rights, though. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That will never end. The math and the physics wasn't about it. So interior design became a very clear path for me. Uh, I went to Georgian and Barry. It's a three-year program. It's now a four-year bachelor's. They Love got it. serious? I guess so. If it was another year, I, I don't think I would have made it. it I was, was just brutal, about to ask. I, yeah, <laughs> did you really need another year or were you ready to get on the oh, job I was, side? Oh, I was ready to get out. Okay. So no one would hire you out of school without any experience. So I ended up working at the building store. And they plunk you in. Oh, you know design here. You can work in kitchens. And I loved it. So I worked from the building store. I moved to a custom manufacturer in the south end of Ottawa. And that's where I got a great deal of education because the shop was actually on the property. So if I designed something that wasn't super like feasible, I was going to hear it. And they were going right to walk away. me back and say, Jackie, how are we going to do this? And I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's make a plan together. So I was, I was kept humble really early and I've kind of kept that along the way. It's really important that I... For me, that the designer and the contractor are partners in this, or the fabricator, like everybody's important. Yeah, I've worked f from that manufacturing company. I moved to a company that did the full reno because I want, you know, gradually take more and more control or have more influence really on what can be done. We ended up moving to the GTA, bounced around a little bit, started my own company, and I'm now able to help a broader spectrum of clients. So how long ago was this that you actually, the first day on the job site that you got started from school? 15 years ago. 15 years in the construction industry. Yeah. So 15 years. It's changed. Yeah. Especially kitchens and bathrooms. They've changed dramatically in 15 years. They have. Well, uh, yes and no. I mean, it's still boxes. Yeah. It's still going to go in. There's still the function that is primary, but the, the technology is always changing. The style that clients are wanting, like their wish list is changing. The basics of it much where are clients getting their initial ideas when they sit down with you because i've always had that joke about yeah this is our budget right you know i understand that you gave me a quote it doesn't line up with our budget mm -hmm. and then i ask them where'd you get your number from and they say well that's what we're allowed to get from the bank or this is what we have saved up that varies it does sorry you're asking about the money or no the so i just the, the where the do design? they start where do the clients start with you like how do they sit down do they just start with okay we want to do a kitchen I guess some clients are, are savvy enough to understand that that's the most expensive room in the home. I think everybody knows that. I think that's pretty safe. Okay. All right. All right. They don't play a, a dumb card or, and they go, oh, you know, we want this. We want that. We don't know if it's really expensive. Uh, sometimes. Okay. But I, th I find it's usually coming from a place of genuine uh, lack of knowledge. So they're, they're, And I, I'd like to stay pretty approachable. So if there's something they're like, we're not sure about this, I'm like, that's cool. There's no reason for you to know this. You've never done it before. No right I've done wrong. this a lot of times, so I can help you through it. 
I lost the question again. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> so <laughs> the clients, where do they begin when they meet you, when they come up to you and they've actually had enough sit downs in their existing kitchen yeah. and said, honey, honey, it's right. time to change this builder. How grade. do I start with a client? How do you start? How do you throw that ball down the hallway and, and just like, okay, this is what we're going to do. I go to their house and I basically let them talk until they've said everything that they have because they're, they, they have, they've been thinking about this for the last 10 years and they've got pictures that they've cut into magazines and Pinterest and house and everything. And they're going to tell you everything. I just have to listen, write it down, take notes and then figure out what they haven't talked about and then come back to something. Okay. You talked about this, but you also talked about this and kind of just start to mold it into a rough shape so that we can start to kind of hone that down. Are people designing or asking you to design kitchens that look prettier than work? Prettier? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I know one person in particular in the industry and she doesn't cook. She doesn't cook. Yeah. She doesn't cook. <laughs> but she's got a beautiful kitchen. Right. Beautiful, stunning. Oh, I've, done, I've done like magazine, like phenomenal kitchens gorgeous. that I know are only going to be used by staff. Or like wow. caterers come No, in. they're not that wealthy. <laughs> and so it just, it, it baffles my mind to see a beautiful non-functioning kitchen. It just baffles my mind. I think that some, the, the client will come to it in that direction and that's okay because that's what their visual goals are and that's their, their house aspirations. But my job is to make sure that the rest of those bases are covered. If I didn't do that, I didn't, I didn't do my job. Very, I like very that. true. That's true. It is true. They come in, they tell you about everything. They bring up my two favorite websites, Pinterest and House. Mm -hmm. And then you... Are they actually your favorite? I'm being facetious. <laughs> so, and I like that you said, then you start listening to what they didn't say. Mm -hmm. And you start figuring out what they really want at that point. Mm -hmm. Is it more difficult to design for a family versus a couple? Not really, no. I don't so, think so. Does the family get involved? Do the, the children get involved regarding what they want? Every circumstance is fully custom and unique. No one has the same process of doing anything. It's like grocery shopping. We all have a different way of putting the list together. Like everyone has a different planning process. I have some clients that I've met with only three or four times, never met the husband, did a huge job. Other jobs where I had a client we met with for two and a half years and she couldn't make decisions. Wow. So like it, it, everyone's decision-making process is so vastly different that I just have to be the chameleon and kind of help facilitate being comfortable with the decisions they're making to move on to the next one. How many visits does it take until you realize they're wasting your time? Are they ever really wasting your time? They're not because they're paying for my time. <laughs> oh, it's a good point. We should get to that. But as a contractor, we don't necessarily get paid the same way that you get paid. I don't do anything more than like a 15-minute phone call for free. That's wow. smart. My entire value is in my ideas and experience. I don't give that away. Not that many contractors do that, though. It's changing, though. It's turning. I know. Are you I, see it? Yeah. I see it like 30% of the contractors that I see in my area are charging for their, their full-blown quote. They should. We've talked about this. I do. Like, I'll, I'll visit you the first time, right. spend an hour or two, get yep. to know you, give you a, a rough Ballpark. estimate. Yeah. yeah. And then when you ask for the breakdown, I'll just say, well, that'll be 500 bucks, mm -hmm. and you can take it with the next contractor, or I can take it off the, co the cost. That's right. It's it, only fair. Well, yeah. Well, because you don't know who's wasting your time. Um, I mean, with you, no one's going to waste their time. They've already made that decision that they're investing money, and they don't want to lose it. 
Do you think so? But I mean, it's the same with the, con- like, why would they waste their time to meet with the contractor if they're not serious either? Two or three different prices. They're, they're always pricing, like they're looking for a cheaper price. They're trying to see how much they can get away with, what they can learn from a couple of guys until they find someone they're comfortable with. How do you deal with that lower pricing aspect of the business? I've had those meetings before where you got clients. Well, listen, can we get the carcasses from Ikea? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But can you make these magical door faces to make them look luxurious? Like it's not really like that, right? No, but this is good. Yeah. What (laughs) do you think of the whole Ikea thing? I've taken a really organic way of stepping back. If I have someone who really can only afford Ikea, I still rather have them hire me. So we sit down for two hours. I can make sure they've planted the best Ikea kitchen it can be. Wow. And they can do that. Completely. It's true. I I don't want to set a monetary boundary on when people can hire design. I think that's one of the big barriers with my profession is that, oh, no, we don't need design. We don't need a designer. That's for the rich people. No, man, you need my help. I think every client needs a designer. They're not in the profession. And I don't think there's enough information on the web or on TV or in publication to justify them saying that they're designers. Well, I know that you guys are really big fans of HGTV. And I definitely do, hang am. Hang on a second. They do a there's really I, there's good... a line. There's a line down the table here. <laughs> yeah. I am. <laughs> he has his opinion about those four letters. I, I have hate my it with opinion. the passion of a thousand sons. Oh, wow. And especially the way they present designers <laughs> as useless, pretty. Oh, are we talking uh, about designers right now? Yeah. 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 Are they designers though? Do they just put the title on and say they're designers? That's a whole other thing. That's right. It's the magic of TV. I'm, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I've already, I've, I've been vocal about this already. So. <laughs> I think it's disappointing that it's cheapened both the contractors and the designers role. You know, something that's one of the most expensive things I'll ever invest in. Yeah, it's true. Why don't they just make it real? I don't understand why they just don't make it real. Like, what Why we don't you re- make it real? You do it. Oh, God. It's the- <laughs> <laughs> well, because a lot of... A bit, I- I, I'm working on climbing that mountain. Uh-huh. That's what it is. But we won't... I, that's not what this show is all about. Completely agree with you. If, if the clients are up front and they start, listen, we want to do an Ikea kitchen. Mm-hmm. If they're totally up front with that, it's great. But yeah. if they start the conversation with like, oh, we want a luxurious custom this, that, all this other stuff. And then they're like, see the number and then the numbers start going up. And then all of a sudden they go, well, can we do the carcasses in Ikea? That's where I get a little bit upset. Right? I get really brutal with the budget really quickly. Do you really? Because I said, you know, I'm not judging the money you want to spend. I'm a consumer. Just be straight with what you want to do. And I will help you invest that money the best way you can. I'll show you upgrades along the way. And then you can decide the, the pros and cons or whether it's worth your upgrade. But that's, it's up to you. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what they need to understand that mm-hmm. that's why you're doing that. I'm there to help so that they don't make the mistakes that I've made over the last 15 years and won't repeat. It always comes down to, because they're trying to save a little bit of money right mm-hmm. now, What's what are the repercussions of it when they're selling or someone else is viewing it after a few you years You bring up a good by. point there, because I know Carlito's big on resale. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but he's big on resale. <laughs> and not to get so committed to a renovation in a house. How do you feel about that? I actually just did my Trade Tip Tuesday on this this week. Ooh. I believe that if you're going to be in your home for more than five years... Do what you want. Five. I used to say 10. No, it's faster than that now. I mean, unless you're going to put in like a purple kitchen. That's crazy. You know, like it's very if, personal. If, if you're going to be in, you know, the average genre of material, you really can't screw it up that badly. If, if you're going to be there, do it for you that you're going to enjoy it. But, but saying that you can put that purple kitchen in, but when you sell 
expect 15 or $40,000 to come off the value because the next person's going to want to spend that on the kitchen. They don't want to pay for that. Totally. I haven't met anyone who wanted to do a purple kitchen yet. Either I did a bathroom it, one time with a purple slab. He was Russian. It did was, it look nice? It, it was a purple. No, I didn't photograph it. I just couldn't photograph it. There's a lot of jobs that I haven't photographed. It was a, it was two slabs. It was a corner shower. It was full slabs on both sides. Purple. It was a specific slab. It was purple. You know, you know it's funny you say that because just recently I'm not taking pictures of any of my jobs and everyone's like, why aren't you posting anything? And I'm like, I'm repairing things. I'm getting people back into their lives, but I'm not proud of, I shouldn't say I'm not proud of it. It's just, there's nothing that really catches your mm -hmm. eye. It's just so basic and cookie cutter, you know? Well, well I actually kind of use that as a selling feature of the way that I work. I don't tell clients what to do. I educate them about the options. I tell them I don't even have to like it, but if you love it, then I've done my job. That's right. It's not a, this is not my ego project. This is your home. I've said that. I've said, I'm not, I don't live here. I live here for the time that's being renovated, mm -hmm. but I don't live here. You guys are going to live here. It doesn't matter how crazy you want to do something, yeah. but I will advise you and give you the pros and cons and I'll give you my opinion, but you make the choices because you're writing the checks. Unfortunately, like Manny, I like all the things he doesn't like Pinterest and so on. How do you like that? Well, you know what? There's ideas there and a lot of people don't have a vision. They're not in this industry, so they don't get to see all the unique, eccentric things we get to see or glamorous, you know, little things that make a difference like color or, you know, sparkly handles or whatever it may be. Pictures go a long way and then mm -hmm. I can start to kind of figure out what kind of person they are. And, and then I also get to figure out their budget. I work the same way. I encourage them. I'm like, you have homework to do. The both like husband and wife, you have to go and pick three pictures that you both like. And then we're going to go and figure out why. And, and like, yeah, if you've got a board with 40 things on it on Pinterest, that's awesome. Because then <laughs> I know that you have thought about this and I'm just not telling you what to do. But I want to, I want to see that you're invested in this. I get nervous if there's 40 things and like one's purple, <laughs> one's blue, one's white. Oh yeah. That, oh, but that's good to know too. If they're all in the same if family, then I'm a little happier. Tool as well. If they're all in the same family, I know that they're on the right path. If yeah. they're all over the place, I'm like, okay, we need to step back. You're, you're not, you don't even know what you want. No, that is a good point. You get to figure out what kind of colors they like that way. The things that happen more often is what they really want, right? That's right. How safe are people getting these days with kitchens? Are we are still are we still living in Shakerland? Are we still living in Calcutta? Are we still living? Anybody getting bold? It's coming. So what are we it's hearing? It's not quite there. We're hearing some people are taking a risk. Um, I'm seeing the strong trend of the Scandinavian style right now, where you've got like the white oaks and the rift cut and you've got yep, just yep. all that the black and the white the really crisp style is coming now where that translates in the kitchens it still works with a white shaker which is safe uh-oh but you said shaker it's not mine <laughs> i brought it up already it's not my kitchen it, that's probably still is the most popular because it is safe and it is it is so transitional it's not going to date if you want to change the rest of your whole house if you want to change your countertop your backsplash everything else you can make that look totally different without having to redo your whole kitchen i like to get your point of view. I'm kind of sick and tired of seeing white baseboards and white doors. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. I'm just so sick of white, mm -hmm. you know, I'm looking for dark colors, solid baseboards with the same color as the door and the same color as the wall. Yeah. Really, really dark. Yeah. I don't know if it's me just being in the industry for so long that I'm looking for something different, but I, I like warm. Mm -hmm. So what was that question? Well, <laughs> no, just, just about the whole white. Is it, is it cheap? Is it just, People aren't looking outside the box anymore. 
I think it really just depends on the client and what their aesthetic is. Like most people aren't looking as in depth at style and design as someone in the industry. I've seen a couple trends where the baseboard is painted the same as the whole wall and the same as the ceiling and the doors. And it I just looks, that. when they've got the heavy moldings and it's all in the same lacquer, like it's just gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful. Like it's, it's just stunning. Yes. But there aren't a lot of people who are ready for that. So, I mean, we're looking at what's happening in Europe. I follow a lot of European um, accounts on Instagram and they're on it. They're doing really, really cool. And we're going to see it come here in the next five to 10. Because it just, it just it takes, takes a long, long time for people to see it enough to want it and realize that it's going to happen. When you say European, does that mean like blues, purples, reds, yellows, like really um, bright? I don't think so. I think I've always just, seen, I've always, like in the, in the past, Euro, European touches mm -hmm. have always been very aggressive in color. They're not anymore. Now they're more refined. It's a little bit, ah, how do I describe it? Like you've got a, the kind of the French farmhouse happening with really interesting hardware, like exposed hinges, like doing more intricate detail or like that Scandinavian look where things are super clean and really, really matte and you, using stone on cabinetry, like all kinds of really cool stone stuff. Stone on cabinetry? That was like five, six years ago, but it never really took off here. The porcelain it's slabs coming, on. It's coming, but it's slow. I, I, don't I, I don't love it. It wasn't perfected here yet. And no. my major problem with that little detail was the edging. Mm -hmm. I hated mm -hmm. the edging and my first thought as a user is that this is really easy to chip the corner and mm -hmm. if I chip mm -hmm. this corner it's porcelain you cannot repair this if it's wood you can repair this right yeah yep. but back to like the kitchen styles you know what I've been doing lately because I'm still a film person I, I can't stand most of the movies that are made today but what I've been enjoying is watching a lot of the older movies and paying attention to the kitchens and bathrooms in those older movies and start paying attention to what they used to do because they would have, like, if you watch The Godfather, it was a 1940s kitchen set up there. Oh, it was, it was a farm. Was You're going to make all, me watch was, that now. You know I know, that, right? but the thing is, it's like a, it's, it's a rustic stone. It was all granite backsplash mm -hmm. kind of thing. It was a farm, uh, a farm uh, sink, uh, apron. You know, and like it, you know. <laughs> we don't have the rights for that. Um, but yeah, that's what you can do. And, it, and it's the same way that if you start watching other European films, you're going to start noticing those trends. And you're right. They are coming to mm -hmm. North America. Unfortunately, Canada takes its lead by the u.s and i'm not dissing the u.s but the thing is i do the same thing i follow lots of accounts outside of, like i was just talking this morning to a guy from, uh, from finland mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right and i'm paying attention to what they're doing and they build like little sheds that are saunas man right yeah. on the lake <laughs> man like five by five and they're out of pine and they're beautiful with whitewash clean not cedar not cedar pine wow. and they're beautiful man and they just park them right there and that's how they live and they're happy about it but you, you can never envision that here so i love paying attention to what's going on mm -hmm. there australia what's going on in asia i love seeing what they're doing regarding all the the design and things like that and it'll filter its way here it'll change and get the local flavor but to see what's coming the finishes, the engineered materials, like, oh, there's oh, they're so, amazing. Much, so much coming that's so exciting. There's lots of thought put behind it mm -hmm. instead of just mass produce, get it out there. Yep. And if it fails, it fails. Right? Well, yes. you know, you're right about that. Even Schluter has been around for like 50 years. Yeah. yeah. And it hasn't been in Canada or the United States for like the, 20, it has 25, been for like 30. 30 years? Yeah. 
and it's like I go to Vegas and I go spend like 10 grand on clothing. I come back here and people are like, what are you wearing? What and you I'm like, like what, you'll what? see in five years. <laughs> Liberace what, had you, a the sale. New Tiger King? Like, <laughs> <laughs> 10 grand on Vegas attire? When I shop, I shop. How many jumpsuits <laughs> do you, can you get for 10 grand, man? Hey, you know what? I got a FUBU suit right now. It's worth 1200 bucks. <laughs> What else in the kitchen? What are, before we get into bathrooms? What else do we want to talk about in kitchens there? What do you want to ask about? I don't know. I'm well, just curious about well, it. I, let's talk about those materials because I think yes. that's what's happening. Like, that's what's coming. That's really interesting. Like we we've seen the the lacquer, we've seen the wood stain. Like that's what we've had forever, and we've had the melamines, but they weren't nice. No. There was a sample I got my hands on last year. It was a new engineered laminate, and that's what they're calling it. But like it was it was so nice that I actually put it away with the wood doors because I thought it was a walnut. Wow. It looked good, that good, huh? It was that good. Wow. Like, that's what I will put in my own house instead of the real because my people are not careful with my shit. And it's going <laughs> to stand up way better. It's half the price. It looks just as good and it's twice as durable. Like, why am I not going to use this? What do you think about edging? I, like, I don't, I don't, I haven't, I haven't met anybody who wants to do an OG. I mean, like, explain er, an OG. Well, sorry, the edge, the edge profile of a countertop. I think I've done one of those in like 12 years. I've never done one in my life. Yeah. Right. I, I just don't, I look at it. I'm like, great. I don't have a pearl piano and I don't have a chauffeur. So I don't yeah. really need that. Right. <laughs> Most people have been straight yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one with the jumpsuits. <laughs> I say, <laughs> um, are, are they liking, I, I actually saw something, I think two, three years ago, maybe in Vegas there, the reverse bevel. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was just thinking about that when you were talking about like, yeah. like coming later a little further and coming in on an angle, or like like a stack below, like getting the fabricators to do some different stuff, and some of the different materials are asking for that too. So it kind of is a natural progression. Are you a man-made material person or a natural stone? Because I've, I recently saw a study. Well, I didn't see a study. I actually <laughs> did the study, <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it persuaded me to go back to natural stones when I did this study. That we'll never see the light of day, by the way, because <laughs> it didn't really work in the favor of whoever asked me to do the study. So uh, that's dumb, as much dumb, information dumb. I'm going to shut up. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Not going to say anything more. But I actually do love my naturals, even though. I guess the biggest concern right off the bat, which I think comes from women client more than men client, mm -hmm. is what are we going to do when we spill wine? What are we going to mm -hmm. do when we spill coffee? What are we going to do? Clean it. Aren't you going to do that? Is that what you're supposed to do? I think it just depends on the client. Like most people want their stuff staying looking as new as possible for as long as possible. For sure. So that's why I'm generally a fan of a, a lot of the engineers. Just because I don't want the client coming back to me in three years and they're mad because I helped them pick this beautiful stone and now it's ruined and they spent, you know, 60 grand on this. I don't want to open myself to that headache. So I will educate um, that the physical properties of the quartz versus the granite are almost the same. You're going to care for them the same. I actually don't care which one you pick. Pick the stone that you love and that works with what you want. If I have a client who wants to go with marble, awesome, but I'm going to make you sign a waiver. Of course. Because I'm not going to be responsible for how you're going to care for that or what iron deposits going to show up on your shower in three years. Like, I'm, I don't want any part of that. Fair enough. It's true. There are people that can repair that kind of stuff and rebuff it and polish it and totally. pull stains out. So, you know, as long as you're willing to pay for the, as long as the customer is educated that there's a higher maintenance and they're aware of that. It's not just the education. I want them to sign off because no one remembers every conversation we had about everything. You're oh. totally right. It's like a contract. What are, you, what are you talking about? It's like a contract. <laughs> the contract should state, if it's not in this contract, you're not getting it. Yep. 
So um, I will happily go and we'll pick the most exotic marble we can find. And that's awesome. And this will be incredible. But you're going to understand and you're going to sign that you understand. And then full tilt, let's go. What is your thought process when, when a client makes a change? Like how to just give me the bare bones, basic, how you go about it. So you're on site, something's supposed to be done. Then they make a change and they put their hand up. Jackie, I've got a change to make. How do we do that? How do you handle it? That's a broad question when it would be a really certain circumstance that. Oh, you mean the actual detail? Or like and it a, depends on the client, how the job is going. Like there's so many different things. So if it's a simple change, you don't care. You just move on, take care of it. But if it's a dramatic change where it costs four figures, then you'll start the paperwork process. If it's a simple change, I'm still going to make paperwork. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because you know what? Because they've signed off on, like I have extensive contracts. Like you've signed off on every finish, every handle, every faucet. Beautiful. Because, Perfect. Because we've looked at so many things that neither of us is going to remember. So let's be really cautious. We're going to, and you're going to have a copy. The contractor's going to have a copy. I have a copy. Like we're all, we're all working towards the common goal. It's not, it's not about catching anyone. This is about making sure that we're going to get what we, we all, what we all intended. Not only that, but you could have a conversation with 10 people about the same thing and forget that it wasn't you that you had that conversation Absolutely. with. Absolutely. Can we break it down to blue collar, white collar, very rich? <laughs> Let's, let's start with the stone. Like we're talking about countertops right now. Mm-hmm. How do you categorize the, all the different types of material? Um, within any of the solid surfaces, like the granite's got a range of that blue color to, you know. They do. The 1%. But, and quartz is not that far off. They've got some, you know. I've seen quartz some, slabs as cheap as 600 bucks. And not from China, but 600 yeah. bucks. Yeah, a lot of the manufacturers have like these special programs they're putting together. So this, these six colors are like a crazy deal. It's almost the same price as laminate. Yeah. Laminate? Yeah, man. I haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> right? The quartz manufacturers, each of them price differently, but they have so many price groups that basically the more complex the pattern, the more it's going to cost you. I will usually start somewhere in the middle if that's going to fit the client's budget and then let, let them see everything and then educate them about that, how that's affecting their budget. When it comes to quartz, I usually try to recommend it to blue collar, white collar people. Mm-hmm. And anyone that has kids, I don't really choose marble for anyone in those categories unless they're single or like they're just, they don't have any kids. Then I find that marble is something you won't hear about in the future unless someone else is coming and saying, can you do the same thing you did their place at mine? And I'll say, do you have kids? And they'll say, yes. And I'll say, no, but I have quartz (laughs) for you. That looks just as good. That's it. Once I tell someone, I'm like, okay, you know, this is going to look the same, but you don't have any of the concerns. They're usually like... Oh, yes, thank you. Like, that's what we actually wanted. I love marble. It's stunning. It's anything that the earth made is not truly replicable, but I'm only going to recommend marble for vertical surfaces. I got a question for you, something we haven't talked about yet, and it's becoming very big in the industry, live edge on counters. How do you feel about that? On wood, I think it's super trendy. I think that it's not comfortable to lean on or to use or anything. I think it's going to trend out real quick. In terms of stone, you don't want to lean against something rough. It's going to ruin your clothes. No, not about it. I'm in agreement. I think Live Edge is going to make its way out. Sorry, guys, we're making Live Edge. Yeah, I like Live Edge in bathrooms. In bathrooms? Yeah. I'm doing one right now, Manny. I'm going to show you later on the picture. I'm going to actually going to post this one. Live Edge wood? Live Edge wood. In a bathroom? In a bathroom. 
I can't wait to show this on Instagram and Facebook. It's really cool. Okay, cool, Leo. On yeah, that I want to see this. <laughs> yeah. On that note, can we just segue over <laughs> to... <laughs> well, we were in kitchens. I really wanted to talk a little bit more we're about kitchens. We're still going to talk about okay. kitchens, but we want to talk a little bit about building code in kitchens, man. Oh, building code talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carlito. Wasn't <laughs> expecting that. You caught me off guard. Um, okay, so does anybody have any idea what minimum size of a kitchen should be regarding the OBC, the Ontario Building Code? Whoa, very minimum interesting. Minimum size, right? And uh, you guys probably won't know that. I okay, didn't know so that. when you say a kitchen area and full, area, including cabinetry area, I would say 10 by 10. 4.2 meters square, which if you. 12. Yeah, 12 feet. And then. The minimum ceiling height of a kitchen. Oh, well. I didn't know there was one. There is a minimum. You can make it seven feet. That's I was going to say, can't be less than seven because nothing's going to it, it won't work, right? I so seven. And then what's the minimum distance between passageways, between countertop and appliances and countertop and wall? I'm pretty sure that 30 is the minimum. No, 36. Is it? 36 it's is because the of handicap. Plan. It's because of handicap. Yeah. And okay, also, okay. here's the final question. All receptacles in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Are they all GFI? Yes. Or only around water? Only I think it's within five feet of the sink. All of them. Really? They all have to be That's GFI. That's why I hire excellent electricians so GFI. they know this stuff. So well, you never know when a pipe's going to burst. It could, it could go eight feet or ten feet, right? I always thought it was just with the wet areas. Yeah. That's what I thought it was, right? So that was Carlito. Thank you, Manny. <laughs> <laughs> But building code. Building code talk with Manny. <laughs> Back to Jackie. <laughs> so Jackie, again, your handles, your the website? JackieShaganDesign.ca. You can find all of my stuff when you Google my name, Jackie Shagan. Really? That's Jackie simple. Jackie Shagan Design. And Shagan's... I am the only one. S-C-H-A-G-E-N. Look at that, huh? You should put a, 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 a little thing on the end and say, Shagging. <laughs> Sorry, right. I had to. Perfect. So now, Carlito, you had a question. Well, I wanted to get into, you know, we're talking a little bit about, you know, wood and quartz and marble and granite, mm-hmm. and we kind of got put that away real fast. I really wanted to find out when's it right to have MDF wood stained? Huh? Occur- like, what, what kind of customer? Blue collar? You know, is that is there a preference? Oh, you're, also wait, there? you're talking about cabinetry? Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of good MDF cabinetry is still it's how it's finished. Well, I don't have a lot of cabinetry that's made out of MDF anymore. Most of them are using HDF. High density. Yeah. Which is even nice. better. So and I, it should be. You're right. It's around water. It, the price is not significantly different. I, I hold both doors in front of the client. And I say, do you see these little cracks on this wood door? Can you live with that? No. Okay. Well, then you have to go with this because wood expands and contracts, especially with our climate. You can't have this in your home because this is going to happen. I actually like those little imperfections in the wood. That's just me, though. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it's part of that education. Yes. If someone gets, you know, their $100,000 kitchen and then six months later it's cracked everywhere, I don't want that call. I want you to know what you're getting and know how it's going to stand up and have realistic expectations. You're so right. So I had a customer call me up and say, I want you to paint my maple cabinets Mm -hmm. that are stained. And I'm like... No problem. I can make them look like brand new. We'll put some valances on. We'll do a couple of really cool things, some crown molding. We'll spray it up with some lacquer. A year goes by and some of the joints that were natural wood, wood to wood that weren't connected start to crack and they start blaming me mm-hmm. because I painted them and they should be good for 30 years. 
So you are right. Educating someone and telling them that there are going to be imperfections, not trying to talk them out of it, no, but just explaining to them. Understanding that natural materials are imperfect. That's right. And you have to embrace that if you're going to have it in your home. Especially if you're angry at your husband and you're smashing the yeah. cabinet. <laughs> Let's get soft clothes. I was just going to yeah, go there. Yeah. <laughs> soft Everything's clothes. soft clothes. Everything's full extension. Everything's soft clothes. The inserts and the, the accoutrement that we have to put in kitchens now are just incredible. What do you think of the servos? Are you thinking that the whole mortarized uh, you know what? I, do you we, like them? I, I, I don't. I, I don't. We, we messed around with Servo 12 years ago, and it was so finicky. And I mean, that's cool, but you lean against your cabinet, it starts to open, and you're in the way. And that, like, no, <laughs> I don't. In certain circumstances, if there is someone who has, you know, uh, limited mobility. And then they, it makes and they, sense. And, you know, if there's that actual physical need. But otherwise, I think it's just showy. It's the people that don't want any handles. They just don't want to. Yep clutter up whatever finished material that they're using but the new bloom tip on like the new hinges and stuff they've got for all the the, the touchless are, they're awesome they're very slick they're you don't really need it. really good i like it <laughs> <laughs> again personal preference right yeah that's very european i find no handles is very euro i love the no handles and that can be done in incredible beautiful ways but it's having the electric opening doors and drawers it's just they just get in your way do you still design with the work triangle in mind no, I, I really since don't. Since day one, I've been in this business 11 years. I've never used the work triangle. Never. I remember in high school, way, way, way back, in drafting class, mm -hmm. it was just mm -hmm. uh, talk about work triangle over and over. Yep. And, I, and I, even then, back in 89, I was like, what are you talking about, man? I don't care about 27 feet between fridge, stove, and sink. doesn't make any sense to me, man. Actually, I do. I don't. I, I still kind of use that theory. Like... I, I like to ask them, you know, how do you move around your kitchen? I don't want to, I don't want them to be later on thinking, oh, I wish I would have changed this. I wish mm -hmm. I would change that. I kind of like the whole theory of the, the, the problem triangle. With the work triangle, in my opinion, I think is that fridges are getting wider than 36 inches now. They're mm -hmm. getting counter depth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ranges are getting wider than 30 inches now because they're going with 48 or even You got wider. some nice customers. And then you've got two sinks in a kitchen most yeah. of the time. If you've got an island, you've got a second sink. It's not a triangle anymore. I don't know what shape You're it is. You're definitely not doing blue collar. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> man. I'm just saying. I think that when that original concept was created, it was a one-cook kitchen. There was only a limited space. So, you know, that was the one way to set a rule to it. I think that, like you mentioned, appliances have evolved. Family situations have evolved. Like some of these kitchens now we're doing like have two islands. It's not about the work triangle anymore. It's about creating the work zones. So this is the cleaning zone. And we're going to have, you know, the dishwasher on this side and then the garbage on this side. You've got the sink in between. And we're going to make sure that, that zone is going to provide that function. Like it, and it's looking at how this unique space is going to be used by the people in it. And that's how we're going to plan it out to work properly. How tech savvy are your clients getting? With the kitchen it varies does it they don't they don't start asking because i remember i think it was three years ago four years ago um one of my home automation guys showed me mm -hmm. the backsplash being the tv screens yeah and i was like that's fascinating dude i just how much never mind it's never gonna happen the, the tech in the kitchen some of it's pretty cool like i like that some of the ovens have the temperature probes that, that you, you know see you can see from your phone now so you can make sure that you're not wow. gonna overcook the turkey like wow. some of that stuff is super practical some of the, the ones where, you know, the fridge, you know, can have that transparent, but some of it's just gimmicky. It's adding tech that's not adding value. Yeah. Like I think a new twist, I mean, it's not a new twist, but I'm seeing more people doing it now. What I really like in, in kitchens is 
taller cabinets mm -hmm. and I love coffered ceilings and mm -hmm. kitchens. So yep. like I'm really drawn to crown moldings and coffered ceilings and kitchens more than I am the actual when kitchen cabinets. When you've got the height, yeah, do it. Yeah. Isn't it great when your client's like four foot two and she's asking for cabinets to go all the way to the top <laughs> <laughs> No, but of their 10 foot high ceiling? But those are great places to put your Halloween baking stuff and your Christmas baking stuff. And you know, I mean, there's, yeah. it's got great places, right, to hide things. Your clients, have has it always been the female, in, in a female-male relationship, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. has it always been the female with the final decision? Mostly. Mostly? Mostly. Not every time, but let's say probably close to 85% of the time, yeah. It's her final decision. Yep. Even though they both cook or even if he cooks more. Really, huh? She's making these decisions. Yeah. Like she, she's right. I know, it. I know. I'm just yeah. <laughs> having it reaffirmed. No, no, there, there's, you're right. How do you feel about guys like myself? You know, you hire me mm -hmm. as a designer and you're trying to put a, together a great team. And then you bring yes. a contractor that you know that will start the job, finish it in the, in the time schedule, on mm -hmm. the budget, fly through it, no problems. And then you get someone like me that comes along and I start changing things on you. I start talking to the customer and saying, why oh, would you do that? I can't help myself. I see. Oh, sometimes yeah, I see things. Okay. See, if there's something that you see that can be improved, you talk to me. You don't talk to the client first. And then you and I, because we're the team. You got that, Fredo? And then we'll, <laughs> then we'll look at it and say, oh, you know what? That is a way better idea. Let's do this and talk, like, talk to the client. Because we we're all coming to this with the common goal of wanting it to be the best possible. But sometimes I'm just going to say, mm, I don't like that. Well, this is a question we asked before. How do you feel about your contractor speaking about construction in general to the homeowner that you bring them on? 70-30. A lot of the times the contractors are actually bringing me in. That's wow. where the bulk of my work comes from because, again, a lot of people feel that hiring a designer is an extra fluff that is just going to add to their price. So I'm working with a lot of contractors to help them make the sale, make the upgrades, take care of that client process because I'm excellent in sales and that's what I can really help them with and just take care of the stuff that they don't want to do. I don't have a lot of contractors that are wanting to upset the boat. If they do, it's not going to be a strong working relationship. She brings up a good point because then you can deal with all the crap from the clients. I do that for, yeah, I do that how, for how a lot of contractors. How involved are you with the contractor in your designs, you just show up once, twice, or three times, or do you come back many times to make sure that things are going well? That varies on the job, and when the job is, you know, in its infancy, when the contractor's quoting, we'll have like a good half-hour conversation about how we want to present this, how we want to work with this client, how you want me to interact with the client. Do you want me to deal with them directly? Do you want everything to go through you? Like, what do you want? Let's build this custom package together, and then we're going to come out looking super polished, and the client's going to be fully taken care of. So it's different every time. Getting into some politics, how do you feel about designers that charge a certain price and then they bring in their contractors in and then they make the contractor throw in more money for the designer? Because I know a lot of guys in this industry, they have to pay their designers off to get the job or to work with the designers. I think that if I am bringing in a contractor that I trust enough to bring in on a job, I don't need to take extra. I don't need that greediness. That's, but that's just me. But I guess if you're working with someone new and you have to watch over them, there's nothing wrong with putting a little bit of money on for dealing with that contractor. That, yeah, totally. So again, it's, it's so, every situation is so unique Yeah. that blanketing that, eh, I don't know. I well, have some contractors who do need more work than others, but I know that. 
so that I'm building that into what I need to do. In my past, you know, 30 years in business, I've worked with many designers mm -hmm. and a lot of them would charge a certain price, but then when it came to for me to land the job for them, mm -hmm. like they've, they've already got paid for their designing. They want to make some money and they only want to work with people that want to pay them, give them a cut of yeah. the, and I think the and word it, you're what, looking for is kickback. Yeah. A kickback. <laughs> and what, what happens is it becomes really hard for me to sell a job right. to somebody and still make an income working with a designer. I'm, I'm kind of, kind of speaking yeah, yeah. for the con contractor. Totally. And you know, I, I feel a successful relationship is when both people feel like they've lost a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. When both people felt like they like kind of give agree. a little bit. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. We, we both won. I've been on all the sides now. And at one point I, I hated having to pay designers, but now I realize that some of my favorite jobs were ones that I had to put a little bit of money back into someone else's pocket, but yep. it was so well worth it for the homeowner and for myself and the experience. And just to be able to show off that kind of work is typically as a contractor, unless you're Manny, um, <laughs> because Manny's very, you know, he's a designer. I saw the marble bathroom. I know. Yeah. He's, he's crazy. He, he's very interesting. Most contractors don't have that ability. Right. It's nice to be able to do something outside the normal building, right? If we're both successful, that means we both get to continue to work and we will want to continue to work together. And that's that relationship building is worth everything. That's the objective. Well, right. and as What's, long as the homeowner's happy too. I mean, that's it. at the end of the day, if they're happy with spending that money and it mm -hmm. went well, mm -hmm. good for everybody. I just wanted to clear that up because at one time I was very angry at it and I was yeah. like, I'm not landing these jobs. I've got to pay this much money. It's not worth it for me. But now I realize now that I'm older that in a lot of cases, sometimes it wasn't, sometimes it wasn't. You just feel it out and yeah. go with your gut. Uh, Jackie, what is the stereotype of contractors? And then there's a follow-up question. What is the stereotype of designers? The stereotype. <laughs> don't worry. Did we don't, we don't have we don't have feelings, right? So we, we don't have feelings. So you can't hurt our feelings because I'm pretty sure we we know the same stereotypes. I think the general consumer is terrified of contractors. Yeah. They're so scared of being taken advantage of, or you showing up and the job's not finished or it's not done, and they don't really know what things are worth. I think there's just an underlying fear, and there's no way for them to really know what things are worth short of getting the three quotes. And even then, like they could be all over the place. Like who knows? So I think they're coming from a place of fear. The second question, what do people think designers, I think that they think that we are just trying to spend their money and we're stuck up and the, to the oh, contractors hate designers. I'm aware of this. This is something that I've been battling forever because they are coming on the job site and crying because they get mud on their high heels. Like I don't, <laughs> You know, it, <laughs> I just came back from the gym and I've got to go to the next gym. We don't all fit in that box. And, you know, some of us went into this to actually help people get yeah. the best they can out of it. And it's, again, not about the ego. For the record, I actually like working with designers. Cool. Uh, yeah, I get that means you're working with good designers, which yeah, is awesome. Drawings. I don't have to do drawings anymore. Yeah. I get rendered drawings. It, yeah. It's detailed. I don't have to ask any questions. That that picture tells me everything. I'm like, okay, that's what I have to make. You and know? I find that a lot of the contractors are the same. Like, they want to go in and do their job and not have to ask Mrs. Jones five, four different questions every hour. She doesn't know what she wants. Then she gets all flustered. Then you're stopped. Like, if that's just handled. You can just go in and do your thing, mm -hmm. be happy and do the best you can do. And everybody walks away happy. My stereotype now is, or my headache is not working with designers because I want to work with designers mm -hmm. and I love working with designers. That's and I so love, nice to I hear. love learning and, <laughs> oh, wait, wait, do, how, how can I make a tongue noise? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I'm so glad you people cannot so, see what I just saw because I can't unsee what I just saw. You just said you people. That's right. Oh, God. <laughs> but, but getting yes, to it, all you people. my problem isn't work, isn't the contractor anymore or the designer when mm-hmm. I'm speaking about the designer and the contractor together. It's yeah. the homeowner. My big pet peeve is that the homeowner wants to spend more money on finishes instead of the more important things like the structural, the right. blocking in the walls. His problem is what I have a problem with as well too is that where can we save money because I need to buy a Sub-Zero. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where can we save money because I want to buy a Viking. It's not really fair. Right? And that's, that's where I, you know, how do you have that conversation because that is a change. I don't care how you look at it. And I've had this happen to me where you spec out a kitchen for a particular appliance and then literally two weeks before the cabinets are to arrive on Mm -hmm. site, the appliance changed. Then the client's paying for that. Of course. But then then you got to... But it screws up your time frame. Exactly. It screws screws up everything else. There's a whole domino effect. So how do you you deal with that? Like, I guess you just communicate. You just sit down and go, fine, whatever. You want to change it? We'll change it. But this is what... Here's the result. You've designed this. Here's what's going to cost. Here's how it's going to affect your budget. Here's how it's going to affect your timeline. And here's how it's going to piss everyone else who's working for you because we've been planning this for a year, man. Oh, that's nice. What, what I'm going to put that in the line there. I want to say it now. And I, the last time we interviewed some designers, I didn't have the same opinion I have now. Like I've really grown since then. Oh, look at uh, you. That was a long time ago, man. <laughs> yeah. That was like episode <gasps> four or five. <laughs> no, but this is the truth. If you have a designer on site to design your home, the project will be so much more beautiful than the just stick drywall paint and i'm not speaking for all contractors there is a a small percentage of five to seven percent like manny's projects or (laughs) i only get to do really great projects with designers homeowners i have i'm just doing repairs so i'm actually going to take that one step further the beauty is what you can see but the function of it is something you don't understand until you're actually living in it and some people are living with really terrible kitchens and they just don't even know any but that's where you come in that's where you need to explain because you know the function behind. You know that if you take widget A and connect it to widget B mm-hmm. and put it together with widget C, this is how this kitchen's going to work. They don't know that. But beyond kitchens, like anything that you're hiring a contractor to do mostly, you don't know that it couldn't that it could function better if you just did these three things. I wish that every contractor would build in even a 2-hour consult with a designer. Because it would change how that project turns out. You're so right. That, Even two that hours, should like happen. if that's all I can give to you that's and that's great all you idea. can afford, cool. But please do. That's a great idea. You're spending this much money. What's another 500 bucks? Like, what, come on. Being a designer, I mean, you're coming up with the, the look. What are you looking, what, what does a contractor help you with? Like, what is the thing that you look for in a contractor or looking to a contractor to help you in your business? Like, what is it that you need help with? <laughs> I know a it's a weird of kind of question. No, Carlito has this thing where he asks you one question and then he asks you four different versions <laughs> of that one question. So I just heard one question it's there. It's ADD, sorry. <laughs> you know what? I need contractors because I don't have the experience with the building science. That's not my background. It's not where I'm coming from. I want to know if there's something. It, you know, sometimes it actually comes after the fact. Like I was just doing a kitchen with my contractors. Like, oh, there's a couple of things that didn't work in the kitchen. I'm like, Okay, well, what were they? What did I do that you think I should do differently later? You're so I'm not right. necessarily going to change, but I want to know because whether it's your opinion or whether it's actually something that I screwed up. And even if it is your opinion, I can take that information and I can add it to the knowledge base that I'm working with. And then I have that 
to make judgment calls going forward. It's just like working with an engineer. If I'm going to work with a designer that doesn't care about me making some money, mm-hmm. I don't want to break even. I don't want, I'm no not one, in the business we're, we're to break even. We're all here even. to make money. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're all here to make money. You're right. You get to come and go. Mm-hmm. I have to stay. It's really important that I work with a designer that really cares about me as much as they do the homeowner, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And that makes a great team. Let's talk a little <laughs> bit about uh, bathrooms. Yeah. Yes. What What are people? Let's Let's just stay in Masterland. Let's talk about master yeah. bathrooms. I, I'm assuming she has full reign over master bathrooms. Yeah. I'm assuming most women are definitely loving freestanding bathtubs and yeah. separate from a shower. Absolutely. Even though the majority of human beings shower more than they do bathe. Yep. I bathe. I didn't need to know that. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good tub. I'm putting this freestanding tub in my own home. That's what I like. Some people are taking them out. It depends on the space that they have. Like that is one of those, the statement piece that's there. What's the word I want? That's the status symbol currently. You want the freestanding tub with the floor filler with the chandelier above. Like that's Uh that's what everybody. You didn't say illegal chandelier in the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> First of all, it's only illegal if you're caught. So did you know that having a chandelier in your bathroom is illegal? Over No, hang on a sec. Oh, yeah. So I should hang say over the, ba- over the top of the we bathtub. We didn't talk about height yes. either. Uh, no, you're right. So you're both right. If it's within one meter mm-hmm. of a person standing yes. at the bottom of the tub, yep. I have yet to see a client who's asked for that chandelier to get parked higher than what's yep. legal. They've always wanted lower, right? But that's what we aspire to. I know. That's why they designed electrical plates to put over those octagon boxes and then get your final inspection and then bye-bye, Mr. Inspector. But I would like to say that I do love chandeliers <laughs> over the bathtub. So then why are you complaining about <laughs> No, no, it? I just wanted, like, I think it's, I think it's important that the construction life's about educating people Absolutely. about codes and violations yep. and, you know, the facts, right? Yep. So we'd like I to totally have these agree. talks. In the showers, what are clients asking for? Because uh, I, I guess we're going to talk blue collar. Blue collar is going to be one shower head and then luxurious is going to be 15. I want to tell you what I'm doing for blue collar What now. are you doing for blue collar? I am doing curbless. I am doing no more doors for curbless. I'm doing radiant heat for blue collar. No glass? Schluter, no glass only doors? One, only one sheet, unless they're handicapped. If they're handicapped, then I do the whole bathroom. It's 100% waterproof. Tiles are typically all the way around the walls, but I don't get too many handicapped bathrooms anymore. It's like anything else. It starts with you know the 1% and it filters down to everybody else. Everyone who buys a new car, like heated seats are standard now. And they should be. They're so Agreed. nice. Strongly Man, agree. do I love heated They're seats. They're so nice. Crank but, the but, window open. You're, but ah. now when people are doing it, even the blue collar, they know about these things. And when you know about it, then you want it. And it's more available. It's more the norm. Like the heated floor is awesome. And it's cheaper now. Exactly. As it becomes more popular, it becomes more available. The price point becomes more affordable because there's more, there is more of it. Ooh, economics. So. Uh, <laughs> and you said you didn't like numbers. <laughs> I married an engineer. There's a halfway there. <laughs> I still want to figure out how to do eated walls and have it pass, but they won't let me pass it. Yeah. Oh, ESA won't that. let me pass it. You, you can pass it if you do radiant, and I'm not going to do radiant on the walls. I did by Why accident. Why do you want heated walls? Because I don't want to put glass walls. I don't want to put glass door. Okay. And my I've had this idea for like nine years now. And it started off with somebody, uh, a fan of mine, a follower in Texas, and she wanted to do it. And her idea to solve this situation where she didn't want glass walls, mm-hmm. but she wanted a heated shower. Mm-hmm. She wanted to put this China warming light, mm-hmm. like the regular light you yep. would get from a, like a, a fast food chain, yep. in her shower. 
I in her shower. In the shower to heat the yep. whole area. And I just said, Kelly, don't do that, please. <laughs> don't do that. That's just dangerous right there. Yeah. It's like radiant. It's the same thing. So yes. when you're standing on the floor and it's heated, it, it's just been recently that people have been putting heated sections in the shower yeah. sections. Well, unfortunately, I didn't know the law when I was oh, it's doing separate. it. I know. But I've done benches inside of showers and I've done the back wall because my customers have said, my wife wants this. And I have not heard one bad thing that's happened from those projects. Only good things about the women are reading on the floor now. They put huh. like a, a blanket on in, the floor. In, in the shower? In the shower. Not inside the shower, but in the bathroom, like because the floors are heated. But I also hear that when the girls are taking a shower, they're leaning on their, yeah, on their back I, wall. I just think that the, the, the shower would be very warm if you had radiant walls, especially in an alcove, so three walls. And you wouldn't need the glass. It's theory. It's only theory now. I've never practically done it yet. I'm just assuming it would be the case. I don't know whether that would be true because I'm thinking that's creating even more heat in that area, which is going to cause the air to circulate even more because you've got the fan on, right? Yeah. So I think that it would actually cause more draft. Well, you could do steam. Like if you want heat that bad, do no, a steam shower. Glass. The whole point is to get rid of the glass. Right. I personally love, back to Europe, I love seeing bathrooms where you see that tub right beside the shower and there's no glass separation. You know that when you're showering, mm -hmm. water is trickling over the tub. Yep. Not one person's using the tub and another person's right. using the shower. So whatever, you finish the shower, that water will dry and mm -hmm. dissipate from the bathtub. But then it's cleaning it. But it's no glass. No, but the glass, you don't clean. No, I but just, when the tub is in the shower area, then you're not just cleaning your shower. You have to clean that tub yeah, and so everything Yeah, so you rinse the too. whole thing. I mean, yeah. I don't know who's lazy out there. You just rinse the whole shower when you finish, right? I sure. know. Trust me. There's lots of clients that are lazy that I don't know why there's all this soap scum. It's yeah, I because hate cleaning, just, so I am going to design yeah. everything so that it's going to be as low maintenance as possible. What are you finding? Uh, are people using marble still in bathrooms? Are they using porcelain now? What are they using? I, I'm, I'm starting to use a lot of more quartz on the walls now. It depends on the format. Actually, I saw these new. Okay, they're not new. They're like five years old. But there is these small glass hex that look, I think they're like five eighths or three quarter. And they look like marble and they're gorgeous. Like they're just, but I mean, I know that my, a lot of the contractors hate cutting glass tiles. So there's that, you know, all of those challenges. You only hate it if you don't know how to do it or no. the right tool. Sometimes as a designer, you have to design to the capability of your contracts or change your contractor. But I mean, 20, <laughs> 2020, there's so many tools I've seen. Like you don't use an electric saw to cut mm -hmm. glass. You could score it. I got yeah. a beautiful score and cut unless it's marble. If it's marble, oh, I'm talking you, about glass. Yeah, I got a little scorn cut. It's tiny little thing. It's like a book, and I just do all my little my little sheets. But I, I think it comes down to what the customer is okay with again. Like if they love that beauty and imperfection, imperfection of nature, let's do the marble. If they look at it and they're like, oh, I don't like that dot, and I, ooh, okay, that this is not the right thing yeah. for you because not every piece is going to be the same. Let's go look at the porcelain. It's controlled. Doing some more. I've, I've I haven't done any of the the thin porcelain, but I've done some quartz showers. They were just breathtaking i'm not like just, i'm not in showers i'm not a fan of the porcelain it's just i broke too many of them well i i haven't yeah. seen anything smash it's installing and when you're doing i did the wainscoting thing man like well, when you're yeah, installing right. pieces of it but over there was and over, a lot of detail in yeah, that also that's what i was getting frustrated i'm talking about with. just grabbing a, a sheet that's you know seven feet by five feet and putting on the thin set and slapping it on even with suction cups, right? That would make me nervous to put it in the shower. I'd rather use a three-quarter slab or even at least a one cm of porcelain. Well, some of the stuff's getting super thin. Like the new Decton is four millimeters. That makes me nervous. I made... Extremely. Me and then yeah, that, what? how I'm, many holes are inside of that? But my, if my fabricator will do it... 
Sure. They're, they'll price it If they'll with take that the responsibility, risk. sure. Well, cool. there's another thing to talk about here. Uh, you know, the homeowners don't realize it. You know, they might sign off on it, but when these things get delivered and they come off the truck, mm-hmm. the contractor is liable for every sheet. That depends who's installing it. No, my, uh, my fabricator exactly. does the, 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 the cut and the install. Like wow. End to end, you're, like, this is your, your baby. That's actually nice. I just stand there with a camera. <laughs> to capture it if it happens. But you know what? Believe it or not, when you when you have a suction cup machine that's you know six feet Still by four make me feet nervous, wide, man, those suction cups hold that firm and it's not going to go anywhere, right? But it's so brittle until it's actually in place. Yeah, and until that thin set sets up. So, what are the big things right now that you're seeing, like with niches and benches and so on? Like, it's not a very quickly changing space. What I think is coming. And I'm actually super excited about is the like the really awesome toilets with the crazy bidet day seats and the lights. I love the, all those. And I think since you know toilet paper gate has all happened. Oh man! It's kind of opened the the door for that. I think that we're so behind and so afraid as North Americans of these changes, and they're fantastic. And I think actually for myself, when I'm planning bathrooms now, I'm not even asking. I'm putting a GFI beside the toilet. Because you know it's coming. I know it's coming. I want you to be ready. And even if you don't want it now, no, that's you know, brilliant. but yeah. this is what's coming. And I think that it's good for the environment. It's good for your body. Yep. It's like, it's good for so many things. Let's just do this. You're so right. What's the cheapest you've seen? I've seen seats as cheap as maybe two grand for a bidet heated feature. Yeah, extra. but you're, you're talking good companies. There, there are cheaper companies There's out there producing. There's super basic ones now that don't even like, are, that are battery that you can put on like your existing space. I don't want to do battery. Um, I'm not saying it's what you would do when you're renovating, but if this is something you want to try out before you invest in this whole big thing, like you can get them online for like 200 bucks. The reason I don't want to do batteries is because I don't want to spend that much time around a toilet that's already been used or not cleaned properly to change batteries. And then you drop a D cell or a C cell or whatever. <laughs> and now you're looking for it. And I'm like, I don't know about this. I'd rather just plug it in. In my own house? <laughs> no, I'm saying a client calls you up and goes, listen, I found this toilet. Bidet feature heated. Oh, great. No, these are simple enough that a client can Amazon. install themselves. No, no, no way. I've really? gone back to install regular seats, just a regular <laughs> seat because she found a, a scratch. I, this is after I explained to her. I go, listen, I understand. And I didn't insult her. I just said, I, I looked at her and I was going, you're of a certain generation that used to use a product that is very abrasive and is in mm. a tin cup. Comet. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and and that's what you use to clean anything that's white. That's just how it is, right? Yeah. And so as soon as you put on a brand, to- brand new toilet and it's got a plastic seat on it, yes. you take the comment to it. <laughs> yep. And what's it going to do to that plastic? It's going to scratch the hell out Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And so she's like, eh, it's a seat scratch. I don't know how it got scratched. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'll order a new seat. And then well, I've gone in to put the seat in. So. Well, that's another thing I always do. I never take the plastic off the seat cover. This is the job was done, photographed. It was oh, all I done, see. man. She just used comment to clean it, and you're not supposed to. It actually says it. And or it, someone went to the beach and then. No, came no, home. no. It was. <laughs> I knew it was comment because as she you was away. You could see awake, the swirls. No, 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 no. I opened up the bottom of the vanity, and what mm. was right smack in the middle. Yeah. Comment, the, comment. <laughs> <laughs> you can't use comment on these new products, right? We we can't make everything client proof. No, oh, of course well, not. Let's just say it right now. Cleaning what? vinegar, not vinegar, but cleaning vinegar does wonders. I don't do cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to. A lot of times customers call me over and they yeah. get yeah, they get me absolutely. to do some like personal things. And I'm there and I'm like, 
Is that like a complete hairy chihuahua or did someone <laughs> just shave? <laughs> okay, Sorry, did I that brings us that brings us to our last segment. <laughs> oh, wait a second. Green book talk. <laughs> I'm so glad that Carlito shows up to all the meetings. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to keep it simple for the designers. And, uh, something Are you that... calling it simple? No, 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 no. Oh, my I, God. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, you guys are far from simple. That's for sure. Complicated? Um, but, you know, I have to think about you guys coming in and, and what Green Book Talk would we have to have in common with you guys. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm just going to go to the basic 101. And that would be worker failing to wear protective footwear. How much do you think the fine is on that? Even for a designer coming into a construction site. Well, it would be anybody. Yeah, anyone. But, mm. you know, designers are special. So I'm going to go with 285. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> I'll take 286. <laughs> <laughs> what's the, what's the uh, prices, right? This is a dollar. <laughs> I'll go a dollar. Okay, no, it's 250 for your first fine, okay. for your first offense. Yeah. But you know what's funny about that offense, and I learned this from an inspector, is that if the clients are on site, they don't need to be wearing any protective anything. Because it's their home. It's their dwelling. Yeah, yeah and it's also their insurance, their home insurance. Uh, but I, you don't find that stupid? Like clients will show up and kids will show up and the client's extended family shows oh. up and their friends show up. Everybody that's attached to the Wait client shows up. Wait a second. Do they bring crayons and markers on the wall? <laughs> the point is that they're not wearing the protective, but we can get fined 250 bucks. Yeah. Right. Because we're working there, right? I just felt that that would be important to talk yeah. about. Most people don't have, or some contractors I see wear their boots in and then put their runners Running on. shoes. Or their <laughs> papuche in my language, which means slippers. <laughs> the Crocs. Yeah, not like Manny's. Manny has like the old genie ones with the little cur- curve in the front. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Okay. I think I actually still have my very first pair of steel toes. They were like the Doc Martin ones. And oh, they I remember weighed, those. They weighed oh, like wicked. 18 pounds each. Like I my calves those. were like so sculpted. <laughs> and I think they're falling apart now, but they still do the job. I've got my little white helmet for when, you know, I have to. But the most of the work I do is renovation. So I'm not running into that as much as I used to. What are you finding customers are bringing you in for? Usually it's for bigger projects. The design field is so muddy too. Like I wish there was a separate thing for designers and decorators because that's really blended. Really? I thought a decorator furnishes things. Oh, this is interesting. A what designer is the difference? What is the difference? Things. People use them interchangeably. Really? Yeah. I like even there are decorators who call themselves designers. I'm like, that's not really what you're doing. No, I've had a decorator tell me that she was a designer and I actually had to correct her. Okay, so what is a decorator? So if, if the, if you the order in furniture the field don't do and, it, yeah. how is the, 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 the client supposed to know what the hell is going on? I thought that was called a stager. That's a whole separate thing. That's what okay, only so you when go people from the selling. film terminology. It's set dresser. So it's basically yeah. a furniture mover. I mean, I'm not downplaying it, but yeah. No, it's a, de- it's a whole specialty, like draperies yeah. But yeah, yeah, and yeah. window coverings you and furniture. You steam and iron and you move furniture and you place it in place. and you Area roll, rugs. Yeah, yeah. You, you roll out the area rugs. Yeah, sure. Well, and knowing about, you know, the wear rate of, of fabrics. Of like it's a, it's a totally. whole specialty. I actually, I have people that I will partner with that know that, but it's just, it's not my strength. It's not my interest. But it's not designing either. No. So Some what, companies will do both. Sure. And also you have I'm companies sure that well are, doing it well. they have an architect, they have an engineer in-house, yes. they have the the GC in-house, they have the designer in-house, yep. they have the decorator inside. So everybody's yep. got their jobs. That's right. Sure. Okay. So when I watch TV shows and I see <laughs> them talking about curtains and everything, that's a designer decorator then? It's it not just a design show anymore, credentials right? Credentials are. 
Okay. That's an so actor. <laughs> Not always, but it's like contractors. Like it's such a broad term. What are people actually doing? So well, when each individual trade. Like I, I've positioned myself that I'm a space planning expert. Like this is my passion. This is what I love to do. I want to make sure that things are going to function as well as they possibly can. You want to redo your whole main floor? Cool. Let's look at it. Maybe you actually don't need to take out that ten thousand dollar load bearing wall because it's not going to make it function better. Yeah. Let's look at it, the whole thing. Well, that's like the smartest thing I've ever heard a designer say. Like you're actually trying to fit, like I've never heard, like every time I talk to a designer, they're always talking about the material. You're, you're actually talking about making the space the, the most efficient. The material is the very last step of what we do. I'll just the apologize, Jackie, one. for his little comment there, the little <laughs> backhanded. That's the smartest thing I've ever heard a designer say. No, but like... I actually didn't take it that way. But no, now I, didn't, I took it that way. I didn't mean it that way. I, I meant to say that whenever I talk to a designer, they're always talking about the, ca the quartz countertops. No one's ever actually said that. It's so like, to me, that meant a lot, like... You're taking a space and making it the what most efficient. What did you call efficient. it again? What's that title? I'm a space planning expert. I like that title. Yeah, I like that too. That because best describes what I'm best at and what I'm passionate about. I know about those materials because once we've planned it, now we're going to spec out the stuff to actually make it. But it has to work. Form follows function. Function. Always. Unless the customer says, I don't care. Here's my credit card. <laughs> no, I care. Good for you. Right on. Um, if they want to design something that doesn't work, that's okay too. Because it's but their I've, house. But I've educated them about what the best option is. Speaking for all designers, what would you like to change about homeowners? Oh, oh I like this. This is the second one. <sighs> <laughs> Dude, I've been in my house for a long time. Their brain is <laughs> moderately mushy. Once I'm in a working relationship with a client, we've got to a level of trust and communication with each other that if we've got to that part... Or that to that level, or that that stage in the process, we're usually pretty good. So I don't, you wouldn't change anything. Well, I wish they all had unlimited funds, <laughs> and, and wouldn't go and ask, you know, their neighbor and their. Actually, I was I was listening to uh, a podcast. I'm a member of the National Kitchen Bath Association, which doesn't hold a lot of credence in Canada, but I get a lot of education from it professionally. And I was listening to this one guy doing a podcast about sales techniques, and he says, you know, one of the ways I've positioned this is that I tell them. Listen, this is going to be our secret. Don't go telling your aunt and your neighbor. <laughs> Let's wait to show them at the very end. But what he's actually doing is making sure that they're not asking 16 other people their opinions because no matter what I say, I'm going to be wrong. So that would be the thing I'd change if they could just kind of... And I, now I'm using that. Let's kind of just keep this private because those people haven't been in the 30 hours of conversations we've had. You're so right. It's very true. Let's just trust that we know what's best working together. I always felt that not all designers, but many designers don't have respect for contractors. I think that that relationship going both ways has been really unfortunate for a really long time. It's a chicken and egg, man. We don't well, know who yeah. started and, it. And even more in commercial. I've done a lot of commercial work. I've done yeah. nightclubs and restaurants oh, yeah. and banquet halls. And I find that those type of designers are like, wow, the nightmare. They're so disconnected from the contractor. They just assume that we're just really just workers doing their bid without being intelligent enough to put it together, right? Well, I think that so, part of well, that is too, that the client that they're working with is not so personally invested. Like if this is a business decision. So it's, it's a totally different field of the whole job and the whole relationship. But in design school, like they basically bake the snobbery right into you. And here's what you're going to walk into. And here's what you're going to do. They do that? Oh, yeah. 
Really? Oh yeah. So wow. it just it didn't it wasn't didn't stick to me. For contractors to uh, just for contractors listening, what do designers look for in a contractor? I can only speak for myself. I want someone who's going to speak to me as an equal, not look down on me because A, I'm female, B, because I'm not actually on the tools. I want to respect their trade as much as they're respecting mine. And I think that when we come at a project wanting to work together, that that's going to be someone that I want to continue working with. Have you worked with women contractors yet? Not GCs, but trades. Yeah. Right on. That's good My favorite hear. electrician. She owns the business. Her husband works for her. She is kicking ass and taking names. Can we hear a name? It's Campbell Williams out of uh, Whitby. Vicky runs the show and she's wow. good shit. I like it. Mm -hmm. She's a master electrician? She is. An electrical contractor. Yeah. We want to always hear because I think that we got the number that there's only 3% of the workforce in construction is female across Canada. 3%. And hopefully that'll change, but it's, it's a so. tough slog. Like even in my role, it's not easy. Do you find it tough working with men? No. I mean, it's right not, on. I love it's, it. It just it depends on the person. Like yeah. I've worked with some of the old Italian contractors, and they don't even want to look at me. You're a useless little oh, girl. There's... Go home. <laughs> and I just, then I will just try to take care of the client and not interact with them as much as I can. Right. But the, some of the younger guys, like they're they're excited about the projects. They want to do really cool stuff, and we're gonna here's what we can come up with together. And I'm like, this is amazing. This is why we're all doing this for the passion. Do you do anything outside of residential? Do you do commercial? designing also no i'm strictly residential why is that it's my experience and my interest level like if i had someone that had a commercial project and wanted a team on it cool but it's not my wheelhouse i'm the same way man i can't sign commercial i love commercial that's you well come on manny a, a lot of the most amazing things have come out of commercial for residential okay there's two reasons why i don't like commercial the 90-day peer period you're right <laughs> and they want it done yesterday I don't need to work 24 yeah. hours or have no, three shifts. I mean, if you can, if you can put that aside, that there's some, <laughs> that's, that's commercial though. I, a business is not open. It's not making money. So then the only thing that's stopping you from making money is the contractor and the work being done. So then they're going to tell you, go get three shifts, go get three crews so you can have, but there's a lot of money there too, to be made 90 day period. <laughs> yeah. But we, once you get good with money and you become successful enough, it's, Part of the, it's the just MO. It's part of the flow. Yeah. True. True. But that's the, that's the reason why I don't get into it. I know there's a lot more creativity attached to it and you could do some interesting things, but. Well, I'm trying to design in. Like you go into some of the newly renovated or newly built restaurants and, you, and I'm just, I'm just looking around the whole time. Like I'm looking oh, yeah. up. And doing the exact like, same thing. They're just doing amazing things that we can't get away with in a residential no. yet. Commercial is always going to be more cutting edge. Yes. You know, restaurants, hotels, retail. And then it's going to trickle down and, and morph into it's the way that can fit into residential. Like reality? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the homeowners listening or even contractors that want to bring in a, a designer, what is something that you really want to do in someone's home that you haven't been able to yet? I'm so into the matte black kitchens right now. Wow. Oh, look at someone smiling over like here. I'm just, I, I just look at them and I just salivate. I think they're beautiful. And I share them on my, my Instagram. I'm really, really beautiful. active and I'm sharing stuff that I see all over the world all the time. Like I share other people's stuff all over the place because share it all and be inspired. So on my stories, like every day I've got like five or six on there, like stuff that I've, you know, I'm following some out of Finland too. And like, they're doing these black matte, the Phoenix kitchens. And I'm like, it's just stunning. Like is that sprayed lacquer? No, it's the Different. it's the new uh, Phoenix Arpa material. And what so, is that exactly? I'm sorry. So I'm... it's a it's a particle core 
but it's a new laminate. Yes. Okay. You remember the Digital Fat podcast that you were on? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's like you listen know what? To it again. I, think it, I think it was a terminology I, I yeah. got lost in. No, Sorry. no. So there's new. It, it basically MDF and HDF and all these other boards now. There's bunches of like new products. The finishes are incredible. Yeah, like this stuff. Insane. It's, it's we had a door that is this material, and it's basically self-healing. So I took it upon myself, and I took a fork, I took keys, I took coins, and I tried to damage this door. So you can use like a magic eraser, and it's got this nanotechnology that it's self Wait, it's like a magic eraser is partly fiberglass and scratches, doesn't it? But that's, you're trying to create that's how that durable abrasion this stuff is. Wow. to let it self-heal. And the ones that I couldn't do with a magic eraser, you could do with like a, a wet paper towel and an iron. The only thing that I could cause damage with that I couldn't repair myself was taking like literally a butcher knife material. What was the name of that again? It's called Phoenix, F-E-N-I-X. And it's European material. It's super matte. It's so durable. The new engineer materials, like I get so excited because they're so awesome and they're like nothing we've seen before. There was a kitchen company in Vegas out of Italy. Starts with a K. Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. Are you trying to get make me guess? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm trying to remember it, but that's what they had. They had a lot of those kinds of uh, yep. finishes now, and and I loved it. And and I loved that you go into these different booths in North America. Mm -hmm. I can only imagine one day I'll go to Europe and go to their show, mm -hmm. and and not one of them is showing White Shaker, man. Yep. Man, he's happy. I'm just saying. So what's right? happening with lighting in in kitchens now? Is, are we losing the valance lighting and so on? Or? We're building it in because we don't want to see that extra trim piece anymore. We're going for that super sleek you've got that that slab door you're recessing them in you're doing the the channels you're building the reveals, the, yeah. in the glass shelves and you've got channels in the side that are like hidden behind the back of the gate oh it's cool stuff happening How, and lots of metal what's the price difference oh it's cheap <laughs> you liar <laughs> um really the, the lighting will cost a lot more the more built in it is the phoenix material versus the painted they're pretty close to the same price that's really good and like this stuff's it's it's what I'm putting in my kitchen. I want to get into some politics with you. Yeah. And you can be diplomatic if you want, or you. I'm can... not good at that. <laughs> good. I like that. What is a set price to hire a designer? What's realistic to be looking at when you're hiring a designer? What are what are the costs that we're looking at when a contractor, <laughs> homeowner? What does it cost to buy a car? <laughs> what does it cost well, to? We talked about this. Hyundai, build a deck. Cadillac, Ferrari. Right. <laughs> The way that I structure is that I have a flat fee for my initial consultation. If someone moves forward with me, I apply that to it. But everything else I'm building custom based on the project. Like if someone wants me to just help them reconfigure their Ikea kitchen because they're the, the weekend warriors and that's what they want to do because they just bought their house and they don't have money, but they really need to do this versus someone who's, you know, dropping 300,000 on this reno. Like I'm building a custom package every time. It's funny because I think you can answer your own question because what is the price of construction, Carlito? What have you always there said? There is no set Thank you very price much. in construction. So, so design wise. And I, and I wanted to say that earlier on too, like when we were talking about when I was trying to bring up some politics with you know contractors being having to pay their designer off it's totally worth it and if you know there is no price in construction as long as you're getting your wish list you're getting it on time you're getting it with but i think jackie brought up a really good point that i mean for two hours of your time and a, and a small consultation fee she could actually speak two hours is a long time our podcasts go two hours like an mm -hmm. hour and a half to two hours and we cover a lot of trust stuff. me man mm -hmm. we could go two hours uh, i know i'm just saying <laughs> but a contractor would do an actual good service to actually speak to somebody like her about 
I've got a client who wants to do this. I really don't know how to tackle that. Can you kind of give me some insight? Okay. That? And that's fair. But now is it fair to say that if you're a homeowner, I want you to look at contractors differently. If I've got to sit down at a meeting with a designer that's getting paid, then why isn't a contractor I'm on the getting same paid? Page. I'm on the no, same I'm just page, having a man. talk. Okay, yeah. man, you don't get upset. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, on, I'm on your side when it comes to that, man. I'm totally on your side. The problem is that we deal with clients that are motivated by budgets. Yep. Like I said, they're going to ask a contractor to kind of do something cheaper so they can bring in the sub-zero. That happens all the all time. The time. And that's not going to go away. Yeah. That's just that type of client. I'm like, I know I'm just selling boxes. That's all you want. You want the sub-zero, you want the wolf range, you want the red knobs. That's where your value set lies. And I'm going to try really hard not to judge it, that you want to put in this, you know, builder basic kitchen. That's your prerogative. And if that's what you want to spend on, I'm still going to help you get the best you can for that. Here's a question for you, Jackie. Mm. Do you have a set of tools? <laughs> I do actually. What color oh. are they? Hang on uh, a sec. Carlito, what color? No, are... I know mm. where this is going. Hang on a second. <laughs> I say Makita. No, no. I don't actually have a lot of power tools. Okay. But I did come into my marriage with more tools than he did. But he's an engineer. But he lived in apartments. Like when you're a student and you live in apartments, oh, you true. don't collect tools. Okay. All right. Well, his his tool would be a pencil. Computer. Yeah. Yeah. Computer. But yeah. so go on, tell us. I was going to say do You know what? I actually, no, I don't really have a preference. Oh, okay. Well, what do you have right now at home? I think we have lots of Mastercraft. Oh, That's okay. You know why? <laughs> That's a name that we not, haven't heard. We're not professionals. <laughs> no, you're right. And, but I'll tell you the truth. I do have some Mastercraft tools. And really? Yeah. You're admitting that on air? Yeah, I'm okay with it, man. Uh, I, got, I, I got a, a drill when I was probably like early 20s. You know, living on my own, doing my own stuff. It's all I needed. You know, I go to Princess Auto too, buddy. Mastercraft's like, not sold at Princess Auto. No, I know, Auto. but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> Canadian Tire, Princess Auto. Like, I got a budget, too. Sometimes my like my customers aren't like your customers. Oh, right. <laughs> but yet you still use Hilti. <laughs> oh, well, you know. One of the more expensive tool brands but out I'm, there. I'm not going to replace those. Like, I, I don't have any... Like, I know that's going to last a real long... If my DeWalt tools have lasted me for 15 years, can you imagine what my healthy tools are going to last I don't me? care about your DeWalt. <laughs> <laughs> I have Stanley stuff. That's DeWalt. All right. I like yellow. See, that's why I said DeWalt. <laughs> yeah, I, actually, it's just a big joke. We, we like, Yeah, yeah, I know. You know what? What works for whoever, you know, it totally. doesn't really matter. We just like teasing back and forth. But Manny is very, very in love with Bosch. Oh, my God. <laughs> So Jackie, where do you think kitchens and bathrooms are going? I think tech's coming in. I think I see tech. it coming and but in a useful way. Like not in, in a gimmicky way. Right. Like the induction, it's happening. Like it, that's becoming a lot more mainstream. I do love those. Oh, they're I have so, induction. They're I, so I actually awesome. I was invited to the Panasonic showroom mm -hmm. and they actually have a full kitchen set up there. Yeah with um, gas and all different yep, types and yep. then they have their induction yep. and they've had like award-winning chefs there cook yep. on the induction be blown away by the induction i was always taught gas on top and electric on the ovens right but no man this induction induction's stuff, incredible and the way is. that like a lot of people are, are in north america are moving to smaller living spaces so having that counter space be used for more than just cooking because when it's a gas grate you can't do a whole lot else on it but the new technology that's coming, I think, oh, I wish I had the, don't know the brand on the top of my head. When we're doing some of the new ultra compact surfaces like the Decton, you can have yeah. the, the burner, the the burner yeah. underneath. So it's not actually even taking space. It's fully invisible in, of where these and uh, it turns, have you seen burners this? are. Have you seen this stuff? I have it. 
You have it. What yeah. do you have it? In my trailer. No, no you, you do don't. not. Yeah, I got no, a two. I got a two hundred twenty. I don't want to brag about it, but I got a two hundred twenty thousand dollar trailer. No, no, you do. And I no, have you, it in there. No, Wait, you do. I keep inviting you up, but you don't want to come up because no. I keep hearing a banjo. No, and I'm not <laughs> going. <laughs> you do not have this. This is stone with the heating element underneath it. Okay, I don't have that. <laughs> and, and the magnetic field is still created above. And when it turns off, okay, it's cold to the touch. There's a little bit of heat transfer, but, but a little bit. But you can't, you can't it's burn it. It's stone. It's stone. Okay, because mine's glass, yeah. Glass. Yeah, yeah. So, so mine's all talking, glass. Yes, the, the induction are all glass. But with the new ultra-compact surfaces like Decton and a few others that are coming out, because they, are, they have zero resins in them, they're putting like underneath the countertop they're putting these conductors that are creating the magnetic field, which will now um, activate the ferrous materials in the your pan. Pot, in the pan. Yeah. The cooktops, yeah. Or the cook. But that's not cheap either. Like, no. We had to buy special <laughs> pots and pans for you this. You shouldn't have to if you have decent Well, you have ones. to have that magnetic connection to turn you it on, do, right? You do, but most pots, like the stuff that I bought 10 years ago, you just take a magnet to put it to the bottom of the pot. If it sticks, you're good. Like, unless That's you... not true. I've had so many problems. Really? Yeah. I don't honestly. know shit about pots. I've had so many problems with them. We bought them. It says it, and then I go, I go to use it. I'm like, thing isn't even working. I just man. like the look of cock. Of cock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have that look, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the look of copper pots. No, I, I do too. Yeah, okay, I lo- actually love copper. I love copper. <laughs> but you can't use copper pots on induction. I, think, I don't think they have the iron. Why content. couldn't you? Nope. Copper's and everything. But it's it's about the ferrous materials. Yeah, so it's about the iron I don't content think you in can. it. So like cast iron is the dream. Yes. You put it on a sill mat, like one of those, like the silicone mat, and put it right on, and then like because it doesn't. Again, you don't need the contact. So then when I boil stuff over because I'm a shitty cook, and like I don't, it's not burning on Easy instantly. It's not scratching your glass top. You can cook through a cookbook or a, a phone book if anyone has those anymore. Wow. Yeah, man. Okay, well I don't have that. It's called the future. <laughs> so I see that coming. Microwaves are phasing out. Steam ovens Nobody's are Nobody's doing microwaves yeah. anymore. I have yet to meet microwaves. people. Microwaves are done. But next is going to be infrared. Infrared. Infrared cooking will be coming next. Really? I super love tech, so I'm always watching Is that radioactive? Happening. Because that sounds very radioactive. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> well, then know, you're going right back to that microwave, that, right? That's, I don't know. Yeah, that sounds kind of dangerous. I thought it was going to be more, they were going to start designing smaller versions of ovens, like broilers or oh, something. Oh, that's already happening. That's like all, you can, yeah, yep. that, and, yep. then, and then I'm also a huge fan of all the espresso and coffee machines, oh, like yeah. integrated ones, but yep. then you tell me the price, and I'm like, no, right? I'm going to go buy a motorcycle one. What, what are the yeah. prices? It's like seven grand, five to seven grand. Yeah. You're not going to buy for a bike for seven in, grand. Yeah. I'm just being a little, maybe a rim. (laughs) I I enjoy my latte. Not as much as you guys enjoy your espresso. I won't Uh, even pretend to be in that No, no, not me. me. We may look alike, but we're not alike. Wait a second. I don't think we look alike. (laughs) (laughs) You're Portuguese, French. I'm Croatian. I'm glad I'm not Croatian. But there's cool stuff coming. Like there's the built-in wine dispensers. There's, there's, I saw that Mela's got a new um, like vacuum sealer. So you can do like the sous vide cooking in this thing, but it'll it'll also like vacuum seal your food in the plastic. Really? Really cool stuff is coming. That's what I'm liking. And in the bathroom, hang on, in the bathroom, what are we seeing here? Um, 
I wish that a lot of the cooler looking towel warmers from Europe oh, I love them. would finally take a plane yeah. over here yeah. instead of the... Not right now, Manny. Oh. Airports are closed. <laughs> <laughs> Ship it by tra- an airline. Have you know. heard about what's happening with boats? <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know what I mean? Because they, they have cool ones there. They do. Yeah. Very and all cool the wall hung toilets are like, like de rigueur. Like, yes. It's, we're just... We're not there yet. I see things getting smarter in a way that's more usable. Like, like the bathroom will know that I come in at seven o'clock and do this and set the temperature. Yeah, really and, cool. You know, like just making it more and more personal where there's been cool stuff, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been hasn't, fleshed out. It hasn't made your life better yet just because no. it will do things. It's coming. Like it's we slowly. have the Alexas all over our house, but they're not doing a whole lot yet. Man, they're, they're learning. They always beginning. talk when you don't even say anything. Yeah, man. they do. I know they're weird. Don't you have like um, a man one? Hey, Manny, you come to the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) That's your Alexa, okay? (laughs) Could you imagine that? I think yours is called Alex. Oh, Manny, you back again? (laughs) That Portuguese was good. (laughs) Um, Sorry. Um, So, what's your MO? Uh, Anyone that's used you or. Like you must be known for something. Oh, oh, that's a hard one. I think, and this is going to be totally cliche, but it's the client care. The fact that it's not about me. Like I really, I like to get in there. I like to get dirty. I like to be really honest. Like, okay, what is it that you like about this? Why do you want it? Let's make sure like, is this really where you want to put your money? Is this really what is going to serve you best? And kind of get really, really straight and honest. And I end up being, you know, friends with the clients because we've, we've gotten to a level where we're pretty damn personal with each other. There's no personal little touch, like a little cherry on the cake. There's got to be something that's you that's always... I do so many different types of projects. It's kind of hard to put the same thing in everything. There's probably, <laughs> Manny just pro- there's probably like a stylistic balance, like of symmetry that is, you know, intrinsically in me. But, oh yeah, I always stick it here. No. Can I ask you something about your schooling? Yeah. Have you really used what you learned in school a fair in bit. reality. Yeah, so a lot of it. The really? education paid off. Absolutely. So, wow. Oh yeah, they That's kicked our asses. Like you didn't sleep for three years. Has any of your clients ever asked you to validate your schooling? How so? Have they asked you for your degree, diploma, certificate, whatever? Have they ever asked you for any of that? They've not asked me for proof. Like they'll ask me, you know, did you take this in school? You know, how long have you been doing this? Because I started right out of school. So you look like you're 19 and know nothing and trying to spend lots of people's money but now you've got 15 years of experience not really okay i mean it gets you in the knowledge base that i got from that was important to be cognizant of the rules and then i can be cognizant of when i want to break them it's a good basis so i have homeowners always ask me how do you tell a bad contractor from a good contractor you know our ongoing joke is what kind of tools you have i always say if you see ryobi (laughs) <laughs> or Mastercraft, run. What are the expectations of a designer? Should they have rendered drawings? Should they be doing all the footwork and paperwork? And what is it that a designer should always have that a contractor knows he's with a good designer or a homeowner knows what a good designer is? You've got to have the contracts and paperwork and be very clear about the scope of what you're going to do. Down to the letter, I'm going to do an electrical plan and I'm going to do a tile layout. Like I'm going to make it super black and white of what's going to happen and how it's going to happen. You'll deliver that to every single trade? Plumbing, electrical, yeah. trim, whatever. So it, it, if, if that's what the client 
and the contractor ask and pay for. Yeah. That's, so those are the conversations we're going to have. Like what, like I kind of have different packages. Like there's the initial consultation, there's drawings, and then there's material selections and then there's project oversight. Like it depends what tier of my time you're wanting. That's what you're going to get. But there's always going to be a rendered drawing. You yep. always show some kind of picture or dimensions or something, right? Yes. Yeah. I always do black and white. I do sometimes do the full color render, but that takes a whole lot more time. And then people have the option to get that or not. I guarantee you, like if someone says to me, oh, this is my design. And they're like, okay, we're going to go with gray. And I want, and then they're not showing me anything. Oh no, no. Like it's all written That's like down, the biggest, dimensioned. Yeah. Biggest pet peeve yeah. for contractors, not having any literature of any kind or and like pictures. On centers, not just like, here's where the toilet's going to, no, like center <laughs> to center my electrician like i've i've been educated along the way what's okay and not because the trades will not hold back to tell me what's wrong and i actually prefer that because i want to be better do you feel that too much information can also scare the customer away absolutely so i do the same thing too yeah. i do i do certain things i don't put them in the quote because i won't allow the homeowner to take those out because right. those are things that i demand to be in the project to right. give a warranty or so yeah. on have you ever had a call back from a customer saying, this isn't what I wanted? I did, yeah. Wow. How'd you this, is, that? this isn't the tile I chose. So this I isn't went the and tile I, that you chose. Yeah, it's all done. Like, that's not the tile we picked. So I pull up the paper that has her signature on it. With a photograph? With or? the code for the tile. And I bring the board. There's the code. Here's what you picked. No, I picked a loose tile. And I'm like, I know you're lying because I never work with loose tiles. It's always on a board because loose tiles are problem when you're working on a Are shop. Are they just that's got doing 10... that to get out of it and change it? I think that honestly, it was more that you look at so many things that you don't remember everything. It's a blur to them. Yeah. Totally. So I think like eventually she, I'm like, this is what we should have went with. And we did. And it's great. I don't know whether she ever really believed it, but I'm like, and I think my boss at the time offered to change it. And I'm like, I, I know why he did it as the business owner, as a designer is like, you just hung me out to dry, but <laughs> okay. She kept it because no one wants their bathroom torn out again. Some people do. Some people do actually. Some people do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're working with a new contractor, what's the first thing that you want to happen between you guys when you both show up on job site? Never work with each other the first time. Oh, we're going to have coffee way before this. Oh, we're not meeting at the job site in front of the customer. That's not okay. We need to be a united front going in. We've already had coffee. We've already had to, you know, feel each other out. We've already had an, a, you know, half hour conversation about this client and we have a plan of what we're going in to do. Did we cover everything? You got any more questions? Well, we'll have to bring her back for some more. Yeah. Because we haven't tour. gone into basements. We haven't gone into closets. We oh haven't God, gone into so laundry rooms. so much. I want to talk about laundry rooms. Like I really did, but I'm, I'm hoping that we could do, bring you back again and talk Absolutely. about it. Because I think laundry rooms are really changing in houses Absolutely. now. Yep. Yep. They've gone from basements to main floors yep. to now, you know, right beside the bedroom, in the bedroom, in the washroom. Well, and the coffee centers were hurting in the master bedrooms. Like there's cool shit happening. Oh my God, that'd be so nice. Yeah. Manny, mm, you coming for your coffee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, mm, you're back again. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Amazon's buying your version of Alexa, man. Uh, Jackie, Jackie Shagan? Yeah. And so we can find you again. Where is it? The uh, web address? It's JackieShaganDesign.ca. And that's Shagan spelled S-C-H-A-G-E-N. Yes. C-A. And uh, the handle is Jackie Shagan Design. On Instagram, so check it out. You're on Facebook as well, too. Yep. Yeah, same thing. I'm pretty sure I have a Twitter, but I don't think I've opened it in four years. So. I'm back on Twitter <laughs> now. I'm enjoying Twitter these days, so it's kind of cool. Cool. If anybody wants to contact you, you're mostly working in the... Uh, I work in like the East GTA, like anything east of the DVP, but I'll go anywhere. Perfect. You came here to us. Right? 
This is great. Thank, Thank you, you very much, Jackie. We Thanks, really guys. appreciate it. A lot of valuable information. A few jokes. Yeah, a few. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shagging, baby. <laughs> I think... Uh, Thank Wait. you very much. Really appreciate you jo- joining us on the show. And I think Carlito, get us out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again, Jackie. Really appreciate you shedding some light. And hopefully the contractors can listen to what you had to say and absorb it, too. So, thank you all the followers. Thank you to all the followers. Oh, by the way, if you have any comments, please call Manny. No, 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 no. If there's any any negative things you want to say about anybody that was on the show, send your emails to Carlito if you can find an email for him because I still have yet to find one. Hey, don't get some personal. (laughs) Manny, are you back again? 416 Manny. (laughs) Manny, you're back again. (laughs) 